Hey, good morning. This is Mornings with Mac. I'm glad you've uh, joined me these uh, mornings. Some of y'all have been with us the entire time. This is the fourth morning together, and we go to Psalm 123. Now, let me just tell you, this is live, uh, and my wife is shooting this because we're quarantined. She's shooting it with her telephone, and we are both so technologically challenged, it's not even funny. But I thank the Lord for a wife who is a partner in ministry. And uh, I want to help you today, uh, first thing in the morning, to take that next step up. We're in the Psalms of Ascent. Uh, we're going to be looking at Psalm 123. Now, let me show you something really fascinating about the 15 Psalms of Ascent. They are uh, divided into five different groups of three psalms each. Each psalm will follow a pattern. Now, if you were with us the first morning when we started out in Psalm 120, because the psalms of ascent are from 120 to 134, the first psalm in each of these quads happens to be a psalm of distress. Do you remember Psalm 120, verse 1, in my distress, I call to the Lord. The second psalm will be a psalm about the power of God. And the third psalm in each quad is going to be about the security that comes in the Lord. So now we come to Psalm 123. We start over. This is a psalm of distress. Uh, the next psalm you'll see, 124 is going to be one about the power of God Listen to what it says in verse one. Had it not been the Lord who was on our side, that Israel now say, if it not had been the Lord who was on our side, he's gonna talk about how God's power delivered him. And then Psalm 125 will be a Psalm of security. Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved. See, there's the security that's there. It's kind of interesting. Thought you might be interested in that. Now, here's the second thing about Psalm 123. It's a Psalm of distress. The psalmist is in distress. We don't know who the psalmist is. But the second thing is this. You're going to have to start at the end. You're going to have to begin with the last two verses. This psalm only has four verses. So let me, let me read verse 3 and verse 4 because it gives you the background. Uh, verses 1 and 2 basically are a prayer but verse three and four tells you why he's praying. It's what the Germans call the sits in Laban, the situation in life. So here's the situation that he was in. Have mercy upon us, O Lord, have mercy upon us, for we have had more than enough of contempt. Our soul has had more than enough. Watch how he keeps using these phrases again and again. Uh, some of that is what's called Hebrew parallelism. Um, it's, it's the genre of, of psalm, of poetry. They use that for effect, to catch your attention, to drive home a point. Um, I always say when God says something once, you should really pay attention. If he says it twice, you should rivet yourself to it. Our soul has had more than enough of the scorn of those who are at ease, of the contempt of the proud. Now, let me give you the situation that the psalmist is talking about. He's talking about being mocked by arrogant people. He's being um, 
despised. He, he feels like I am contemptible. That's how he's been made uh, to feel, that somebody's looking down on him, uh, that somebody is uh, simply using him for their own advantage, and uh, they despise him, they ridicule him, they look down on him. In fact, this happened, and there's a clear record of it in Nehemiah. In Nehemiah chapter 4, when Nehemiah went to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, I want you to listen to what he said. Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 1, it came about when Sanballat heard that we were rebuilding the wall, he became furious and very angry and mocked the Jews. He spoke in the presence of his brothers and the wealthy men of Samaria and said, what are these feeble Jews doing? Are they going to restore it for themselves? Can they offer sacrifices? Can they finish in a day? Can they revive the stones from the dusty rubble, even the burned ones? Now Tobiah the Ammonite was near him and said, even what they're building, if a fox should jump on it, it would break. Hear, O our God, how we are despised. Now Nehemiah's praying. Return their approach on their own heads and give them up for plunder in the land. Don't forgive their iniquity and let not their sin be blotted out before you, for they have demoralized the builders. You ever felt demoralized? Have you ever done anything that you felt like was God's will and somebody made fun of you for it, mocked you, held you in contempt, kind of looked down on you and treated you as if you were subhuman? You know, women are made to feel this way a lot of times simply because they are female. Uh, there are folks uh, who have been racially made to feel this way. Uh, I suppose all of us have been mocked and ridiculed and looked down on and made fun of and despised by others. That's the situation here. That's where he is. That's where the psalmist is. That's his distress. I'm a nobody. People look down on me. People treat me with contempt. We've all felt that. Now, now there's the situation, verse 3 and verse 4. Now go back to verse 1. And let me pick up there and listen to what he listen to what he says. To you I lift up my eyes. Now, do you remember back in Psalm 120, uh, 121, where the psalmist said this? I lift up my eyes to the hills. Now he comes and he says, To you I lift up my eyes, O you who are enthroned in the heavens. Now, who is he talking about? Well, it's obvious he's talking about God. Listen to Psalm 115, verse 3. Our God is in the heavens, and he does all that he pleases. So he's looking to God. He's lifting his eyes up, and he's looking to God. Now, let me show you something fascinating here. Listen to this. To you I lift up my eyes, O you who are enthroned in the heavens. Does that sound like anything to you? Does that, does that kind of ring a bell somewhere in your memory? Listen to what Jesus taught the disciples when he taught them to pray. He said, when you pray, pray in this manner. Our Father, who art in heaven. You know, many scholars think that this is exactly what Jesus was referring to when he taught the disciples that model prayer. To you, I lift up my eyes. Now watch this second thing right here. It's present tense. 
He says, O you who are enthroned in the heavens. Present tense. Now think about this. The same God that this psalmist was writing to and praying to 3,000 years ago is the same God who right now is enthroned in the heavens. That is our God. He lives and he lives forevermore. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He has no beginning and he has no end. To you, I will lift up my eyes. He's lifting up his eyes and he's looking to God in heaven, to the Father in heaven. Now, Christ is our example. Now, listen to this. Christ lifted up his eyes, so to speak. He prayed three times to the Father on the cross. As we're heading down toward um, Easter, and uh, Good Friday, uh, do you remember the seven sayings of Jesus from the cross? Three of those seven times that he spoke from the cross, he spoke directly to the Father. The very first words of the cross are these, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. The fourth saying from the cross, Jesus prays to the Father and he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And the seventh saying from the cross is Jesus praying a child's prayer. Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. That would have been the first prayer that Jesus would have learned as a little boy. It was the exact same thing that my mom taught me at night to pray as a little boy. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. It's the same thing. Father, into thy hands, I commend my spirit. He's lifting his eyes up. Listen, that's what I'm encouraging you to do today is lift your eyes up to the Father and pray. Now, let me give you the second verse. Notice again, every time he mentions specific words, because in this, four times he's going to mention eyes in two verses. To you I lift up my eyes. Now, here's verse two. Behold, as the eyes of the servant look to the hand of their master, as the eyes of the maidservant to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God till he has mercy upon us. Now, to lift up your eyes is to look up in prayer. To focus your eyes on something is, um, is interesting. Let me show you what it means. Verse two is a parable inside these four verses. Here's the parable. Behold, as the eyes of the servant look to the hand of the master. That is, I am looking in obedience to the hand that directs me. As the eyes of the maidservant to the hand of the mistress. That is, I am accepting whatever the hand disciples or disciplines. He disciplines me, I accept it. Discipline is good for us as the children of God. And the third thing is, so our eyes look to the Lord our God. That's looking to the hand in trust that provides obedience, acceptance, and trust. I'm looking to God. In prayer, I'm lifting my eyes. Lord, I'm going to be obedient to however you direct me. Lord, I'm going to accept whatever discipline you have for my life. And Lord, I am going to trust in you.
because you will take care of me. Now, I've got to give you what I, what I think it gives you the main idea here, and that is this, that we trust in God in an evil day. The psalmist was in distress, but he was trusting God, listen, till he has mercy upon us. You see what that says right there? I'm going to continue in prayer until God moves. You stay in prayer. You hold on in prayer. And God will answer. Don't be discouraged. Take this next step up in the Psalms of Ascent out of your distress. And the day you wait on God to meet your needs. God bless you.